I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good day to all Canadians and people abroad. This is Syrupcast, episode number 70. (laughs) Hey, this is Corey Joseph, and you listen to the Mobile Syrup Podcast. good details about mobile technology in Canada. Uh, joining us on Mobile Syrup, Syrup Customer 70, is Igor Benefactic. How are you, sir? Good. Yourself? Very well, thank you. Matt Moniz. Hello, the businessman, Matt Moniz. The businessman. Matt Moniz. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me again. Our pleasure. Jessica. Hi, everyone. Very well said. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Very well, very well. Second uh, Syrup Cast for Jessica. And of course, the uh, traveler extraordinaire, Patrick O'Rourke. What's up? I'm back. Welcome back again. Thank you. Travels from uh, Microsoft. Yeah. We'll talk about that later in the pod. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Let's head straight into payments. Has everyone used Apple Pay? Yes. Yes. I have. I'm a businessman. Very excited. I was waiting for this to come out for a long time because I hate carrying a wallet and it just puts me one step closer not to have to carry one anymore. So Apple Pay became uh, more useful in Canada, expanding past only American Express and will uh, be on most Canadian um, banks and uh, debit and credit. Uh, They're currently available on CABC and RBC, expanding to all the other banks uh, within a month or four to six weeks. Major banks. So you, uh, Mr. Matt Moniz, uh, do not like your wallet, your physical wallet. I hate it. It's just an extra thing I have to carry. It's a lot of passion there. It is a lot. I, I have sometimes I don't sleep at night because because your wallet is weighing it's you down. weighing me down. I feel I need to carry it the next day. It encumbers me. It needs to go. So what is it about the physical wallet that uh, really irritates you, and what is it about the digital wallet that excites you? So for the physical wallet, it's one more thing I have to remember to take with me every day. I think anything more than your phone. What are you, a senile old man? (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, the older you get, the less you want to carry. Yeah. And um, on top of that, it's just like nice to have everything in one place. So if I lose my phone, I can just wipe it. I don't have to worry about calling each credit card company and canceling each thing. I can just have them send me new cards, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas a phone, fine, I have to buy a new phone or whatever. But at least I don't have to worry about the, the physical aspect of it. Um, and top of it, it's just easier to pull out your phone and pay for something than like dig for your wallet or like, oh, I forgot it in the car. But like, mm-hmm. we're so addicted to our phones that it's always with us. So right. that's right. my reasoning. And did you use Apple Pay? Like, were, yes. were you on it before with American Express or were you no. on I've never used it until the day they announced, which is May 10th, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I used it, my first time I used it was at Second Cup to buy a coffee. How dare you go I know. to Cup and not Tim Hortons? Only reason because there's no Tim Hortons in that plaza. Or I would have been to, to Tim Hortons. Well, not this <laughs> Sorry, guys. Ian is telling me to leave. He's pointing out the door. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so how was your experience? You, you pulled out your phone and you said, I'm going to pay. 
Yeah, so I pulled out my phone. They asked me credit or debit, and I yep. said debit, and um, I double tapped, uh, put it on top of the terminal, and that was it. It was done. It was very easy. Anyone else you experienced? Do you like Apple Pay? Do I you like. I have not. I haven't tried Apple Pay yet. I used to be really down with the idea of uh, mobile payments, but the more I think about it, the less useful I think they are in Canada because we already have like credit cards that support contact. Contactless payments yeah, and yeah. even debit cards now. In the states, um, I think in most states that's not the case. Like they don't they don't have that technology for whatever reason. Yeah, so, like Apple Pay yeah. very much feels like a product coming out of San Francisco yes. because you like we've both been a number of times now and they st- most POSs in the most like tech focused city in the world, you still have to sign for yeah <laughs> credit card payments. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, the US here it's obviously really cool like it's awesome yeah. to be able to pay for things with your phone and I too hate carrying my wallet around it's just one more thing that I could possibly misplace or lose but I mean if I really didn't want to carry my wallet around I could just walk around with my, my credit card and use that for everything right and I can pay for that without actually touching the machine right. for the most part as long as it's not like a massive transaction I think there's a limit on contactless payments for the monetary so what, value. So what if you can get all your cards on your wallet? So you that, your driver's there, license yeah. and everything. There you go. That would be like a game changer yeah. for me. If I could have every single thing that I need on my phone, mm-hmm. um, that would that would be perfect. And I know there's there's some of those that uh, I've seen like Kickstarters for stuff like that. Yeah, you can buy cases that hold yeah. all your cards. But then, yeah. I don't know, they usually like flip cases and that kind of annoys mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So yeah. how do you think uh, the folks at UGO and uh, SureTap took this news? I feel like they're probably crying or weeping some very sad tears this week. Well, remember when, when Rogers and CNBC came out with their their SureTap thing years mm-hmm. ago? And I think at that time, the I forget the individual's name, but he's head of the innovation at CNBC. And he was saying, this is the next wave. We're partnering with Rogers. And we spend $50 million on this. Or our, our budget is $50 million. And I think he let the numbers slip. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reported better than I got uh, an email from CNBC to take it down which was awesome in itself. And he said said it was amazing, but the same guy who was pushing that Mm -hmm. also was on the promo reel for how awesome Apple Pay is. So he... If you can't beat, then join them, right? (laughs) And it goes back to, is Canada ripe to do it by themselves? Probably not. They need somebody like... I think it was just, it was such a like convoluted solution. You had to get like... It was totally. either like an You're Android right. 4.4 phone and above, or a BlackBerry phone. You needed an NFC chip. You needed to be with the right Credit carrier. Card, with the right, like it was just like the most Roger solution of all time. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really for some other process yeah. to get to get mobile payments on your device. Yeah, but I think those guys know that the the future of mobile payments is with something like Apple Pay or Samsung Pay mm-hmm. because they're carrying the device around with them. So my second question is, you know, is this as big as a deal as we think it is? Because, you know, I don't know when Android Pay is going to come to Canada. I don't think even Google has started to think about Canada as a market. Right? I don't think they really care. They don't really care. It's the Amazon effect where Canada is such a small market that it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. Matter. But I, what I want to get to is like the kind of Android uh, ecosystem here, which is a bigger part of the smart, overall smartphone market in Canada is a bit more fragmented and strange, right? Like, when is Samsung Pay coming? They said spring 2016 in a, you know, in a conversation with us, but 
we're past spring. <laughs> are <laughs> no, we really? Same, same. Are, are we really yeah, we're about spring? to get out of the, in the spring quarter, right? Like technically, uh, technically, not not weather wise. Not weather wise, certainly. Stuff till like mid June or end of June. Yeah, and then you have like these kind of interest. Like I guess the saving grace on Android is that it's open, and then right. that, like the banks can create their own solutions. But that's not a great solution for all customers. Like the Apple Pay solution is very much. It just works right at right. this point. Can you use Samsung Pay on all Android phones or just on Galaxy devices? Just on Galaxy devices, right? Because right? the one cool thing about Samsung Pay is it actually works with older terminals right. because it has this like proprietary technology that lets it work with just... Uh, it's a loop. They acquired loop, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and that is great. Not so great in the Canadian market where we have really great POS uh, ecosystem, but in the States where it's just like the Wild West like that technology makes so much sense so so Sam, I sent Samsung an email mm-hmm. Samsung came an email when Apple Pay launched mm-hmm. um, and they said just inquiring about when Samsung Pay is going to become available because you're right we're almost in the springtime and there's no hint that it's coming yeah so thank you for your interest in Samsung Pay mm-hmm. uh, at this time we can confirm Samsung Pay will be coming to the Canadian market in 2016 we'll be providing more information as it becomes available which is like the typical cut and paste response yeah right so they're they're committed to it and I think now they're probably going to be more committed to it because as every day passes uh, more people are interested in mobile payments yeah and I think so I think here like the kind of coup de grace for Apple was that they got good word Coup de grace. well they got Interact on board that's huge that's big time right like uh the fact that you can use a debit card with Apple Pay, I think, yeah, so they waited in classic Apple form, they waited, you know, people were kind of uh, harking on them for like, hey, like, when's it coming? But when now that it's like, it's greatly expanded and it includes Interact, like they basically made the perfect Canadian solution. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, so they made this technology make sense in the context of Canada, which, I mean, give credit to Apple, not, look at Google, they don't even... I don't think they're ever going to bring Android Pay to Canada at this rate. So, yeah. Do you do you think this with Apple Pay and the strategy that they deployed? Do you think startups in the fintech space will say we have this solution that is better for you? It's more secure. Well, the issue is, you know, it only works with Apple phones, right? Right. Or Apple devices, excuse me. So, can you can you use Apple Pay with an iPad? I think so. Within, oh, so you can use it. If it no. like, yeah, and they don't. No, yeah. so it's a very specific implementation where okay. you can pay for stuff within apps on an iPad with Apple Pay. Okay. But you can't, like, <laughs> yeah, you be can that just, guy. Yeah. Takes just, out your 13 inch MacBook Pro, Pro That's what I and just, just be like, if that was the case, Apple. I would do that purposely. <laughs> yeah. Every single day of my life. Just <laughs> imagine a guy, like, yeah. lying at Starbucks, uh, Starbucks, like, with his with his uh, 13 inch, with 12.7 inches iPad yeah. Pro, like, just smacking that terminal. Scanning yeah. over the bah. machine. Yeah. You would, like, pay with this. Yeah. <laughs> you you can, but you have to have a touch ID enabled uh, equipped iPad Air. Or you don't have NFC. Uh, you, you would have to have NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no way. Yeah. You can also you can also use it on your Apple Watch if you have an iPhone five or iPhone five S. Yeah. So yeah. Jessica, do you see yourself ever using mobile payments? Like, do you think is that something that you're interested in? Um, well, being the only girl at the table, I can say that girls' wallets are significantly larger this than guys' true. wallets. Yeah. Yeah, They're actually true. more like purses than they are like wallets. So I don't 
think that I would adopt the technology completely until I could use all of my cards with mobile payments. Whether that be a Canadian-based mm -hmm. payment or whether that be Apple Pay or Google Android Pay. Um, I, I don't think that I would adopt it until it would remove the burden of having to carry a wallet completely because if mm -hmm. I still have to fumble every once in a while for a card, yeah. then I don't know if it's as useful as people would say. Mm -hmm. But um, I will also say, though, that um, I think that there might be some Canadian solutions that might be more, uh, might be a little bit better, just mm -hmm. because Apple Pay is only for Apple devices, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, products like UGO, uh, from what I understand, work with a wider range of Canadian smartphones, mm -hmm. and that take up a larger share of the market. So I don't know if I would adopt it immediately, just until mm -hmm. they have a wider range of cards available that I could put on it. <laughs> so you can have the same opinion as me, where you think it's cool, but if you could actually put all of your cards on it, yeah, it would absolutely. make more sense. Yeah, I that's mean, how I feel about like, it. I don't mm -hmm. know if I would adopt it. I would it. live in an Apple bubble and be happy about it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> None of you guys can bring me down. Yeah, I think, I'm, I think well, I'm, I'm going to embrace it when TD and... Uh, or TD yeah. and PC Bay. That, yeah, that's the other that's thing. Right? Right? I was so, going to ask. I, I'm with BMO. Have they said anything about it? I was gone uh, when this when this story broke. Next so. month. Next month. Yeah. Yeah. Interest. yeah, I'm with TD, so that's yeah. another obstacle yeah. to so me actually using the service as of right now. That's surprising that TD wasn't like yeah. on board right away. Aren't yeah. they one of the biggest banks? Right. I know Real Bank's the biggest. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. TD's second. Second. Yeah. But TD also goes really deep with their security and does like a ton of tests. That's true. Yeah. But I'm still waiting for Touch ID to come to TD Bank's app, which I don't think is in there. Actually, I have to set every day. So that's the weird thing. Like when I set it up, you have to like go into the Royal Bank Wallet app, use Touch ID, oh, enable yeah. Touch ID. So it's like a little bit of a process to do it, yeah. which takes like five minutes. But after that, you might as well just pull out your card and go. Exactly. But I pretend it didn't happen, so everything's still good. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what is. Uh, a little bit uh, still good, not good. <laughs> Bell MTS Competition Bureau mm -hmm. uh, earlier this week they said, "Hey, we're going to look into your 3.9 million dollar acquisition of MTS Bell's BC Bell's acquisition of MTS um, specifically as part of their due diligence to dig a little bit deeper into the the impacts of competition that I might have within the province and also within Canada." Um, we talked about this last week. What are you guys' thoughts on MTS and Bell and also a third of the subscribers going to tell us? Do you think that competition will be impacted or not impacted? I think it'll be impacted in like that area, right? Um, I mean, Canada's quite a whole, negatively so. Yeah, quite negatively so. I mean, you know, it's going to be pretty much there. They have like no, no, no more choices, at least with MTS there. You know, there's a little bit of competition. There might be a little bit of a price difference. But if, if it does go through and, you know, I see what they're doing, you know, offloading to tell us because if that's the only way it's going to get approved, because if they don't do that, it'll get denied right away. But, um, but yeah, from a competitive standpoint, it's done. The deal's not closing anytime soon, too, isn't it? Like in 20 years. Yeah, I think, you know, the Competition Bureau has proven in the instance of wireless competition again and again that it's just Competition Bureau in name only. Like, uh, hasn't really gone after these carriers and harsh, uh, harsh words well like I was reading something there was this law this competition law I'll have to look into it it was enacted several years ago and no company has been ever tried under it right like for real yeah like this is like well the competition bro when when Win Mobile was going through its 
kerfuffle, mm. good word. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Competition Bureau came down on WinMobile as maybe partially due to the heavy hand of the big three, right? Mm. So, um, but perhaps you're right, Igor, about the big three, but they can just walk right on through. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at this city, you know, like when, uh, what was that thing when uh, John Tory was in support of something Bell wanted to do um, uh, in terms of fiber yeah the fiber whereas I think in Ottawa right like uh, and even in Ottawa right like the city council was like well just just push it through right like these companies have they're so intertwined into the politics and society of Canada right like they touch every single part of Canadian culture and society as I said so they have we'd let them right like so um I don't know. I'm sorry if you're in uh So it makes this all worse. It's totally unrelated, but it does yeah. involve bells. Now they're not knocking on your door trying mm-hmm. to like get you to buy cable packages. Has this happened to you? They're, they're actually doing that. Yeah. Yes, they're soliciting. The fiber. This is, yes, this is so the second year we're doing it. I think that happened to me. Yeah, 5TV. I think that happened to me the other day um, in my building. I just didn't answer the door, but there was like a slip. They slipped. Like, yeah, the they're knocking the on everybody's door. <laughs> they're going around everybody's neighborhood, <laughs> knocking and trying to get you to switch from your current package, whatever company you're with, to go with Bells and be five. Yeah. I, I must say, it is a good deal, though. It is a good deal. The, the back-end <laughs> deal that he yeah. introduced to me is, like, much better than what I'm paying right now. Like, even better than, like, the third-party options. Yeah. 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 But the most interesting thing to me, I did some number-crunching on subscribers. Uh, Rod is obviously first in Canada with uh, their 9 million-plus subscribers, but Telus is, is second. Uh, Telus overtook Bell last year when they purchased Public Mobile. They jumped up to being second. If and when this deal goes through, Bell, with the numbers of MTS, and also shedding a third of the subscribers to tell us, Bell will regain its second spot as Canada's second largest carrier. So, oh, wow. these, this is the interesting thing about this acquisition. These carriers have come to the point where the only way they can move up in the world is by acquiring. Is, and making really expensive acquisitions, mm-hmm. right? Like, 3.9 billion, that's... Like per subscriber, that's, that's a huge amount of money to pay, mm-hmm. right? Like, and even we'll talk about it a bit later. But you know, Rogers paid a lot as well to, well, not as much, like for publicity, pittance in comparison. Yeah. But like, yeah. So, but but that's that's how they can grow. But then, but that's is, is that a good place to be? Like, this is they should be really scared. Like, if you're a shareholder of one of these companies, and you're like, this is the only way you can get growth. You know, if you're, I, if you're a shareholder of MTS. Get oh. 40 bucks per share. Well, you're like laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so what does this mean for current MTS customers? Like, are they going to just end up getting transferred over to Bell? It's, it's going to be Bell MTS. That's how it's going to be branded. That's going to open. Um, they're going to keep their same experience there. The, the fundamental thing that has, from what I'm reading, and also people who've pinged us, is that our rate's going to go up. That's the number one yeah. thing that people are saying. Well, that's what I'm curious about. Surely. Like, right. without a doubt. Yeah. Probably over time, yeah, right? Over Not even, I don't even think Due to a competitive time. market. <laughs> no, but I... Due to the dollar, yeah. The what dollar dollar you it yeah, exactly. What is stopping yeah, Bell from right. jacking those prices almost immediately? Like, the one thing that kept it PR. was MTS. Yeah. yeah, probably as soon as the thing goes through and the competition bureau says, yeah, we're good, you're good. Yeah. Um... 
months later, after probably a promo, we love Manitoba. Yeah. yeah. Uh, prices will increase. Yeah. So, yeah. We the campaign's right? called Bell Loves Manitoba. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> like big letters. Yeah. <laughs> but you know MTS's logo? Uh, they have that big moose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it is. It'll be interesting to see what Bell does there to see. They better keep they, they the just moose. Give the, better keep the moose. They the moose. give the moose a bell tattoo on its arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes kind of, it's like, it, they turn it, the, remember the angry blue jay? When the Blue Jays had the black, oh, like yeah. the, soup, the steroid <laughs> Jay, I feel like that's the transformation that will happen to, to the, the moose. moose. Yeah, steroided moose. Yeah, <laughs> just to invoke that, like, hey, right. you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna pay a lot for this service. Um, remember years ago, there used to be Bell. Used to have a couple of beavers as their mascots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get get their name. They were in commercials. Oh, yeah. for a long time, and that guy from Saturday Night Live used to do it, Norm. Norm McDonald. Um, Norm McDonald, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. M- MTS is a interesting, uh, interesting, almost as interesting as Mobilicity. Mobilicity this week. Ian's uh, killing it with the segments today. No, pretty good, right? Yeah, it's good. Good. <laughs> good. The wrote the story. Yeah, wow. I, I love watching Mobilicity because I remember when they launched, when they got their Spectrum, uh, they launched in 2000. Ten or whatever, and they got us all around around a round table, and they showed us their brand name. Uh, and Dave Dobbin was there, um, and he was so passionate about it. He was at the time the CEO of it, and he said, "This is our brand name. It's Mobilicity." And I try to say it so fast a number of times, but if you hear Mobilicity for the first time, Mobile City, I remember being confused. And ever since then. <laughs> I've been always confused about Mobilicity's strategy and brand because they had so many options. They were, could have been Mobilicious was one of the trademarks that they had. Fresh Wireless was another trademark that they had. Right. Um, and eventually they went to market with unlimited plans, top decks and data um, in scattered areas, uh, really whacked out devices. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today lineup, yeah. um, low cost. They tried to do, to do a similar thing as when mobile, but when mobile shifted to offer a subsidized plan for say, but Mobilicity stuck, stuck to their gun and say, this is our rate plan, 40 bucks a month. Didn't they launch with a lot of pay-as-you-go stuff too, or am I wrong yeah. about that? No, I just remember seeing yeah. ads when they first there were There was about five, five different plans ranging from 15 bucks to 45 bucks, I believe, or 40 bucks. Um, it was cheap. It's, that's what they were, went to market with, cheap wireless. And eventually they just got they just got killed by everyone else in market. And then Rogers bought them. And now Rogers decided to shut them down um, and end an era in uh, Canadian wireless. Um, but they only have about 154,000 subscribers. That's so. it? Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was never about the subscribers for Rogers, right? It was just about the spectrum. About the spectrum. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But they're shutting down, they're shifting them over to Chatter, which is their discount brand. 
which they launched to compete against those guys. Um, so how many brands ago. does Rogers have now? So there's Rogers, Fido, it's consolid- Chatter. Chatter. Yeah, yeah, Chatter. It's, yeah consolidating yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So basically, the only at this point in time, the only chance of competition is if Sean does something. Right? Is that oh. what it really is? Yeah. Yeah. And video strong. <laughs> well, I think expand out of competition. Can I just right? say? There's still yeah. Saskatoon in the West, but um, yeah. they're pretty yeah. much an island there now. Yeah. But I'm yeah. talking about from like a global or a national. But I think this is just reflects the sad state of Canadian wireless where you're asking the Shaw family to bring competition to Cap. You know, like <laughs> to save you from the big three. Have right? there been rumors about what Shaw's plans are like are they going to do discount brand uh, plans? I mean, or is they're in this be... money. They're in this business because they want to charge the rates the incumbents make, yeah. right? Yeah. Or the, the, the stop the killing my dreams. So, well, you know, <laughs> we live in a harsh reality here in the Great White North. I I heard wind mobile plans are going to go down. Really, really? interesting. Hmm. Down from silence. That was awesome. <laughs> down. Yeah, down. I'm just in awe. That's why I'm silent. Win Mobile will have a low, uh, low plan mm-hmm. that that I hear will be very enticing. Hmm. Apart from what they currently have, right? But will, at that point, when they do that, will the spectrum be better? At that point, like will they have more? I'm not sure. But, but the yeah. Wi-Fi network, uh, Shell's Wi-Fi network, will come into play oh, okay. as well. Okay. So it'll be like a bundle kind of deal. That's what I'm mm-hmm. hearing. Plus, you can buy like cable on your food channel or home internet, home phone. Yeah, you're okay. gonna you know, throw on a barbecue. <laughs> that, that's an enticing deal. And a Samsung Galaxy Tab E. Yeah, yeah. Tab E. A, a Tab E and a barbecue. Yeah. Um, so, is does, does Shaw have a Wi-Fi bill that in Toronto yet, or just mostly like in the West? Just in the West. Right? West. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it'll be it'll be wind and Shaw will be interesting. Okay. How uh, Mobilicity and Rogers. Or Rogers playing Mobilicity, I think that's fascinating in itself because mm-hmm. it didn't work for them and now they're just shutting it down probably to save a ton of costs. Um, and everything will be shut down. Rogers stopped accepting new lines August 15th and by the end of the year it'll just be completely gone. Sad, 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 sad state of times. Is it really sad? It's just another corporation. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Mobilicity was like one of the most fun companies to watch. They had like the best marketing. They would like stand outside of Rogers and like do a dance and yeah. like say yeah. bad things. It was great. Like, you know, it sucks to see them go. One of my yeah. favorite Mobilicity stunts was when they handed out condoms. <laughs> really? And it said, don't get screwed by the big three. Oh, see? I remember that. That's the kind of stuff we're going to be missing now. Yeah. yeah, you know. Really? Are you going to miss it? No more condoms. No, it's nice. You know, it's nice <laughs> no for, you know, Canadian news to hear like companies do these type of things like to bring excitement to the market, you know? But the number one thing that I learned from the Mobilicity uh, news this week was that they're not going to grandfather their plans, as they promised, and that they're going to ship them to Chatter, and Chatter will not have the same plans as Mobilicity, so all those customers, 155,000 customers, will have to shift to Chatter and have a similar plan. Well, I mean, they don't have so, to ship to Mobile or Chatter because right. they're not, they're they're not, not tied, tied to, to contract. Yeah. But if they do, they'll have a possible price increase, but, and people are going to lose their jobs. That's true. That's true. But like, so this, in terms of logistics, this feels like so weird to me because like you're coming from like an unlimited plan, and now you're getting into like Chatter's weird like. Chatter does have an unlimited plan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So you still got that. Yeah. We do have thought that. Yeah. Let's talk about Microsoft. Microsoft. Yes. 
Um, so I was down in Redmond for a couple days, checking out Microsoft's Surface, like their division at, at their head office. Um, so I talked to Panos Panay, the head of all things Surface at Microsoft. Uh, what's his name? Michael Go, the uh, corporate vice president of design. We talked about all things Surface, and I got a, a cool tour of their their production facility and kind of, I guess, insight into how uh, how much detail goes into creating the devices. Like one of the things that I found fascinating is. Um, like when, when you watch an Apple press conference, like Apple talks a lot about uh, the design and the amount of work that goes into their devices and refining them. And there's a lot of buzzwords that get thrown around in terms of, like I'm trying to think of one and I can't think of one offhand. You, you know what I mean though, right? Like, yeah. um, so, well, they, you know, they get Johnny Ive and yeah, he I mean, talks all breathlessly about the design. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and I, at Microsoft's thing in November, they didn't do that mm-hmm. as much. There's like a little bit of it. Um, but in many ways they're doing the same stuff to a certain extent but they don't talk about it like we saw this really cool facility that supposedly is the most quietest room in the entire world Um, it had like these crazy triangular it was about the size of this I think it had this crazy triangular uh, like noise stopping stuff all over it padded room can you ask them if you can use it for the podcast? That would be amazing. I would yes. love that. Yeah. It could be our new studio. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. There was like a, a floor that apparently had the, the same strength of wire that they used to stop jets on aircraft carriers that we were standing on. It was like a springy floor. Um, and they used that facility to test really simple things about the surface, like um, uh, what the sound quality is, what the the sound of the um, the actual trackpad clicking it, what, what that sounds like. Um, that was probably the most fascinating thing, but there's also cool stuff like they have an actual. Uh, so one of the neat things was that they can they can create uh, demo units and pre-production designs of Surface products right there in the facility. So they have 3D printers there. So like say an engineer, uh, they're working on so let's just say like the Surface Book Two or whatever, and they come up with some design that they want to try. They don't have to send the schematics out somewhere. They have the 3D printers right there, and within a couple of hours, they can make up that mock-up of the device. So I think that sort of that's speaks. Cool. It, would, it, was, it was fascinating. I think it sort of speaks to how quickly uh, Microsoft has moved. It's good for with, security, too. Uh, less chance of yeah, leaking. Yeah. The, how quickly they've moved with the um, with, with the Surface Book. Like it came out of nowhere, right? No one knew anything yeah. about it. And I think it, it sort of points to how quickly Microsoft's able to move with with the Surface line in general. Who manufactures uh, Microsoft stuff? Foxconn. No, Foxconn does yeah, too. Yeah. So how come there's no leaks of like Microsoft stuff, but there's like a ton of Apple stuff? Because I don't think anyone cares as much. At right? the time, yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling it might be different now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Microsoft's exciting again. That's my opinion. Yeah, right? yeah. No, me too. Yeah. Um, I've said this before on podcasts, but I think in many ways, a lot of the stuff that Microsoft's doing makes them like the new Apple I in agree. a way. Like yeah. they're pushed into a corner. Um, they're forced to innovate and do different stuff. However you feel about the Surface Book, whether you think it's useful or not, it's hard to deny that it's not like a really good-looking, yeah. nice product. And it's a good product, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could say, like, I don't... Certainly, he's not on the level of a Jobs, but Satya no, Nadella is, like, he's the more, most interesting... See, like, Tim Cook is very much just, like, I love him, and, you know, it's great, like, the stances he's take on gender, or, like, workplace gender equality and, like, uh, you know, on security, but... He's very much just like, what did he do before? He was, the, he was a numbers guy. He was a numbers guy, right? Like, uh, 
he made sure like Apple was you know functioning like clockwork, and right. it very much does function still like clockwork. But he's not you know that kind of visionary that uh, at least on the technology front, I feel. I also yeah. find Panos really refreshing too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it was like a roundtable interview, but a lot of questions were asked to him about uh, like the problems the Surface, the first iteration of the Surface experience uh, when it was first launched. Like it was basically a bomb, the RT. Like mm-hmm. no, no one bought it. I think they wrote off like a crazy amount of money, um, but it's still around. And like Microsoft had faith in that idea and they, they kept going with it. But it was, it was uh, I guess, really interesting to see someone at that high level of a company admitting that they'd made a ton of mistakes with right. advice but that they think it's on the right track now, but that they still think there's a long way to go with them as well. Now, here's a question. Do you think Microsoft is starting to have a little bit of an Apple influence? Like, you're seeing tons of these hybrids now. Like, there's... Yeah. I can't even count how many different ones there are. That was that was something else Panos talked a little bit about. I'm, I'm working on a story, but it'll be up on Mobile Surf next week. But he, he talked about how uh, the Surface Book and the Surface Pro... They can't. They obviously can't say for sure, but that Microsoft believes that the quality of them pushed other uh, Windows manufacturers to make better devices, yeah. and at the very least, created a form factor that hadn't existed before, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and a form factor that makes a lot of sense within the current market. Like, you know, uh, the, these really big smartphones kind of obviated the need for tablets, but then these two-in-ones came back and were like, "Oh, this makes so much sense, right? Like, why wouldn't you want a tablet and?" Uh, you know, a laptop. Like we we tried, uh, Ian and I tried the Tab Pro, Samsung Galaxy Tab Pro oh, S yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was looking at it, and I was sitting there thinking, like, would Samsung have ever made this yeah. if the Surface didn't exist? Who who's to say, right? Because um, like when I, I was looking at the keyboard, I'm like, this actually looks maybe nicer than the Surface. I mean, we don't have one yet, so we don't know for sure, but it definitely it was a nice looking. Device. Like you look at the iPad Pro, right? Yeah. Keyboard, same talk, thing, same sort mm-hmm. of idea. So yeah. I think Microsoft is starting to like show some of their influence now, and I, and I agree with you. I think they are kind of like the new Apple yeah. in some ways. And I think mm-hmm. they're sort of forced into a corner in, in some respects. Yeah. Like I, I asked Panos about Windows Phone. He didn't really want me right, to ask right. him about <laughs> it, um, but he was he was very candid. He's like, I, we know that it's struggling and that and that the platform has issues, um, and he sort of said said it without actually saying it that like. They know the problems, and they're working on a way yeah. to fix it, which is obviously they're making a Surface phone of some sort, right. um, but oh, they can't talk about it yeah. yet. I think the only way to fix Windows Mobile is until the phones are powerful enough to use it as like a PC, and I think it's almost there. Just maybe a couple more um, Yeah. You know, and since I, I don't understand this, like, they're, I, like, I guess they're Microsoft, and they're like, we can't, you know... we this is like a bridge too far. We can't give this up, That's right? That's totally what it is. Right? They, like, they need to, but they won't. Yeah. Uh, but I think they just need to be like, you know, we dropped the ball on this one. Let's cut it. Make chatbots the future of Microsoft. <laughs> uh, right? Like, we'll take that We'll take that from Apple and Google, right? Um, this just seems like very, like, stubborn, like, you know. But I can see that from, like, a company like HTC or LG. Like, there's tons and tons of Android phones. Like, I think Windows Mobile, it's, it's you know, it's a great operating system. It actually is, right? Yeah. Obviously, the problem is there's no apps, right? But I think the reason why they're hanging on to it is they're just waiting, like, for most people to be able to use it as a full-fledged Windows PC. Like, especially yeah. for, like, emerging Can, markets. Like, Continuum is really cool. Like, when yeah. you've seen it in action. Exactly. So, like, we're, we're getting there. Like, even HP's releasing something similar this summer, the Lead X3. And 
I think that's the future for Windows Mobile. And I just think they're kind of just holding on to it, waiting until they can kind of let it flourish, right? And it's mm-hmm. just not at that point yet. I just, for me, with, with Windows Phone, it's always going to come back to the to the app issue. Right. Like, I, I, my older brother bought a Windows Phone, like a mid-range one. I can't remember what it was. And when he bought it, I told him, like, three months from now, <laughs> you're going to go out and buy an Android phone because you're going to find right. out that all the you apps... You Snapchat, he, man. All the yeah. apps, because he's, total, he's totally into Snapchat. Yeah. Um, all, the, all the, like, awesome apps that you're going to want to use, they're, they're not there. Some of them are there, but they're not all there, right? So um, I, I just knew that he was going to end up getting an Android phone, and he did. Like, like right. two months later, he's like, I can't, I can't use this, and I'm just going to go out and buy a Nexus 5X instead. Um, so for me, that's... Regardless of how great the device is, how awesome it looks, the the app issue is always going to be a problem. Yeah. And I know they have their the universal app strategy, where like apps made for Windows 10 on desktop are also going to be on Xbox, and they're also going to be on Windows Phone. But I don't know if that's enough yeah. to attract developers. But think about it from like a corporate perspective, okay? So I give you a phone powerful enough that I don't have to give you a laptop as well. Here's mm-hmm. a dummy screen. Take it on your trip. It's more powerful enough that you can use Excel, that you can use Word. Like, you don't need to provision a phone and a computer. You can just give them yeah, a that phone, makes sense. and yeah. it runs all your business. You can control IT, can control there's management there, and then, you know, you have it from a business perspective. So do you see, so from a business perspective, I guess yeah. that's where you see the That's where I see it for sure. Okay. Definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's a great point. Like, just because it's like a small or niche market doesn't mean you can still not make right. a lot of money uh, from that market, right? Exactly. So... Especially if they bundle more apps and if they put their apps on different platforms too. Mm-hmm. Like Microsoft has been doing that. All their all their strategy lately has been let's go on to iOS and Android yeah. for their apps, mm-hmm. right? Well, they're so really they're making ton, they're, tons of money there too. They're really supporting the iPad Pro with like Microsoft Office apps that have been optimized oh, yeah. for the pen, yeah. which I find fascinating because like I'm sitting in front of a Surface Book right now that has uh, like a ton of apps that Microsoft is designed for it and they're putting those on a competitor's device but I guess that that's just another way for them to, to make money it's actually really smart right yeah it is yeah Jessica you use a Windows laptop right yeah I Why? do use a Windows yes, laptop yes that's what I was going to ask you I don't know <laughs> is it because is it the squares are nice the squares are nice or yeah. is it that it's more it's, it's UI is better than an Apple um well, I actually bought my PC, I use an HP Envy, at about three years ago when I started university, and it was a good computer for me at the time, but in all honesty, I've used a MacBook and a lot of other operating systems for work purposes, and it's just not, it's not the same. <laughs> Are you more comfortable with Windows then? I, I've always used it, I'm definitely more comfortable with it, but... Um, going to announce this on the podcast, I guess. I'm actually planning to buy a MacBook in the very near future. Don't do it. PC Master Race. <laughs> Stay here. Oh, Stay here. here we go. We've got the Master Race stuff going. Yeah, I use... Yeah, next week might have a different computer. Yeah. We'll see. I that will be the last time I'm on this podcast. Yes. Well, it was nice knowing you, Matt. Bye, Matt. I used Windows for, like, That's a my slot. entire yeah. life. Like, I, I used Windows for, like, the longest time, and I only switched to using a Mac probably three years ago yeah and now because i have i'm I'm trying at the surface book i'm I'm switching back and i'm finding it difficult but not as difficult as i expected because i think a lot of things in windows 10 have sort of 
Well, there's a lot of parody between yeah, these. Yeah, there's a ton yeah, Minus taking screenshots, which is still <laughs> as convoluted as it's ever been. Yeah, I, I was on the Go train trying to figure out how to take a screenshot, and I don't know if there's another way to do it, but you still have to print press print screen and go into Microsoft uh, Paint, Paint and, copy yeah. and, and paste it no and way. then save it and I'm like how have they not changed that maybe they have <laughs> you can paste it into an email like you don't yeah. have to like put you don't it have to put it into Paint no you can just pay, copy and paste it into an email so isn't, isn't there an app well yeah, so, yeah but app. no but so the nice thing in OS X is just pops out like uh, a preview J- right? no a JPEG for you to and it like lands on your desktop can you do that no you have to paste it somewhere Unless, I, unless there's something I don't know, but yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure you just paste it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but is it really that big, like that hard? Like I it's know. not, but yeah. it's just because what I'm, work we do. I'm yeah, because we take screenshots of stuff all the time, right. right? So I'm used to just being able to press um, what is it, Command Four or Control whatever, Control Five, or something. yeah, something like that, and like yeah. making the box, and it shows up right away and uploading right. it. So it's obviously not a huge issue. It's just right. another step. No, so it's. For you. It's yeah. like muscle memory. I have to train myself to remember to open up Microsoft Paint, paste it in. Shift Command so 3 or Shift Command 4. Shift Command Paint for something. Exactly. It's the same thing. You have to burn me there, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all getting senile. I know. Before we do, shout outs to around the table. You guys go first. Okay, he goes in to go last this week with shout outs. Matt. Oh, you have a good shout out. Shout yeah. out to Rose because she's in the other room working while we're all in here having fun. She's working on a good Apple Pay feature. Yes, that's right. Yeah, just for us. Um, shout out to Amazon for attacking the second big tech company in the last few weeks. They just released um, a YouTube wannabe, basically, and yeah. I guess I wish them all the best with that, but I don't know how it's going to go. It's such a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, Google doesn't make any money on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like a prestige thing. Yeah. yeah. For real? Google doesn't make they money on They YouTube? break even. Yeah, but Amazon well, is planning to make money on so. Yeah. They bought up like a billion dollars like 10 years ago. Because yep. it's what's the second most popular it's search engine on the YouTube. world? YouTube. YouTube. Snapchat. 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 <laughs> um, shout outs. Uh, I'll send a shout out to my cat that's probably at home sitting on the beanbag chair in the corner of my apartment sleeping right now. Because you don't... Because uh... that's where you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I can't use the beanbag chair anymore because she's taking it over. And if I sit on it... She like sits there and just like hits my leg until I move. Like, nope, that's mine. <laughs> it's not my yeah. beanbag chair anymore. It's hers. So yeah. So you were one to go last on the shadows, right? So I'll, yeah. I'll go shout out to Tim Hortons, and this is why. <laughs> shout out. Tim Hortons has a new strawberry shortcake donut. <gasps> it's got it's like one of those um, uh, Boston cream donuts, but they cut it in half. They put the fake whipped cream on it with fake jam, strawberry jam. Sounds delicious. Have you tried it? Not yet. You know what you should do? Log it in your MyFitnessPal app, and then you'll never want to eat it. That's right. We should have bought one for the syrup drop this week. We could all eat (laughs) strawberry donuts on this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Igor. I'd like to give a a very friendly shout-out to the person who broke into my locker at Good Life, stole my uh, MacBook Air, my Sony A6000, and my HTC 10. Uh, I hope... But he left your Nexus 5X. But he left my Nexus 5X. (laughs) And my sunglasses. And he also took your cord. And he took my cord. He wanted to be able to charge it. Well, so he took my iPhone cord, probably thinking it would charge the HCC 10. So I'm sorry, my friend, but uh, I hope you enjoy that phone because the IMEI is blacklisted now. Uh, So. It's really upsetting. Karma. 
I'm if you're sure selling the camera, I'll buy it off. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please uh, sell the camera to my friend Matt Bonus. <laughs> have you seen it show up on Craigslist during I the PGG yet? No, no. Not have it yet. Does, does the computer still uh, pop up when you Yeah, turn? oh, I know exactly where the computer is. And the police aren't doing anything. Uh, they still haven't assigned a detective to my case, so, so fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We will update you next week. <laughs> Until then, everyone have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>